Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Ademo. Praise God. Different things from God. And that's why it's not a surprise. It could be supernatural. Don't forget that the devil is also a spirit. So there could be supernatural manifestation. It doesn't mean it's of God. Please draw your antenna. And that is why you have to know well the spiritual gifts. Because if you don't know it, how can, if you don't know the original, how can you know fake? That's why you must be sound in your doctrine when it comes to spiritual gifts. You must know the word of God when it comes to spiritual gifts. That this is not God. And one of the litmus tests I'm giving you today is that, underline it in your word if you are writing down, the spiritual gifts will exalt Jesus. A gift that does not exalt Jesus, that exalts the individual. I've seen people perform miracles today. They don't even say in the name of Jesus. I was telling you about a principality last week. He can do like this. He just do tiger. And all in the, and he's supposed to be a church. He will look at the thing sometimes. He say, he'll kick the thing. Kick, kick, kick. Okay, I'm not saying don't do some acrobats. Maybe the guy didn't do uh, but okay, give me the name of Jesus. Let me know that it's Jesus that is being what? Exalted. Praise God. These are little, little signs that you will know that some of these things are not of God or if they are of God. Praise God. I said praise God. So, let's be careful of these wrong spirits. First Corinthians 12, 3, that is where you find the scripture I'm trying to retreat. Wherefore, I give to you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a cause, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. No one can say Jesus is the Lord except by the Holy Ghost. In fact, this is one of the litmus tests we use for deliverance when we, are get, when we get into serious deliverance. Praise God. Into serious deliverance. There was a fellow during the week. Uh, well, not, let, let me not say that because uh, 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 I just wanted to, uh, where was I? I was saying something about deliverance, right? I was saying deliverance. Deliverance, okay. Oh, yes, I said this is one of the litmus tests for deliverance. When you tell the person being delivered, say Jesus is Lord. If the demons are still there, you see the person can never say Jesus is Lord. Can never say so. Will not agree that Jesus is Lord. Cannot say that is Lord. This, this thing I'm sharing with you, I've tested it for years. It is only by the Spirit of God that somebody can say Jesus is Lord. Amen. Praise God. Some time ago, I was conducting deliverance for somebody. I mean, when I was uh, in another part of the world, I do a lot of deliverance uh, ministration. That's why I know the devil is the same all over. The American demon is not different from uh, demons are demons everywhere. Amen? 
So after I mean I was I was trying to after wrapping up, but something was I had a check in my spirit that no, some of these spirits are still inside this person. I said, get out in Jesus' name. I said, get out in Jesus' name. Person was still looking. I said, repeat after me. That Jesus Christ of Nazareth is Lord. He said, G, G, ah! You know, that's the devil there. Praise God, he's still there. Amen. Okay, you're quiet on me. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm just trying to teach you some of the things. Praise God. Okay, let's skip the wrong spirits. I had a few examples there, but let's quickly skip it and move forward. First Corinthians 12, 4 to 6 tells us there are gifts, there are administrations, and there are operations. Hmm, I don't know whether I should take this uh, dimension because First Corinthians 12, 4 to 6. Verse 4 says, and now there are diversities of gifts. Underline the word gifts or just write gifts. There are diversities of gifts, but what? But the same spirit. There are different kind of gifts. It's the same spirit. And there are differences of administration. Underline the word administration. But the same Lord. So you have, verse 6, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. So we have gifts, administrations, and operations. Gifts, administrations, and operations. In the part two of this series, I will come and dig further into that. But I want to get somewhere tonight so that I don't break it unnecessarily. There's, there are only two parts I want to do in this thing. Okay, let's go straight to the gift of the word of knowledge. The gift of the word of knowledge. Note, the gift is called the gift of word of knowledge, not the gift of knowledge. The word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation by the Holy Ghost of certain facts in the mind of God. I will repeat that. It is a supernatural gift. Everybody says supernatural. It's a supernatural gift. It's not a natural gift. It's supernatural. The word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation by the Holy Ghost of certain facts, facts in the mind of God. It's in God's mind. It needs to be revealed to you and it's revealed supernaturally. Amen. That's the word of knowledge. I want you to say it after me. Word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Ghost of certain facts in the mind of God. Praise God. You see, God is all-knowing. He knows everything. Am I correct? But he doesn't reveal everything he knows to man. Listen, God knows everything. He's all-knowing. But it's not everything he knows that he reveals to man. He just gives him a word 
or a part of what he knows. Everybody say a word. Even when you receive a word, it's not everything God knows about the situation. It's a word. It's just part of the whole picture. Praise God. But how many people know that sometimes we need a word? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We need a word. A word is a fragmentary part of a sentence. So a word of knowledge would simply be a fragmentary part of the entire knowledge or the entire counsel of God. It's just a part of it. Did you get that? It's just a part of it. He has all knowledge, but he doesn't impart all of his knowledge to us. He doesn't do that. He takes a part of it and reveals to us. That's why it's still God. If you know everything God knows, if you know everything God knows, then where is the place of God? Did you get that? Okay. He doesn't impart all of his knowledge to us, just what he wants us to know at a given time. That's what he gives to us. Now, we have said what the word of knowledge is. One of the ways you understand something is to understand what it is not. Hello? So I'm going to go through some things that we feel might be word of knowledge that is not word of knowledge. Amen? Don't forget word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation of certain facts in the mind of who? In the mind of God. So the first thing that the word of, that the word of knowledge is not is not natural knowledge. It's not natural knowledge. It's supernatural knowledge. It's not natural knowledge. In those days, we used to call it word of key. So I can just abbreviate it for you. Instead of saying word of knowledge, or when I'm teaching and I say word of key, you know what I'm talking about. It's simply word of knowledge. Just to make it user-friendly for our younger folks. Word of key. That's a word of key. Yeah. Word of key. Okay. Word of knowledge is a supernatural manifestation as are all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's supernatural. It's not natural. None of the gifts of the Holy Spirit are natural gifts. Many people want to make the mistake and reduce it to being natural. No. Some say these gifts refer to the natural knowledge. If this were true, then all the gifts of the Spirit are natural. And they are not natural. They are supernatural. We believers sometimes certainly believe, I mean, definitely we believe in medical science for God. Uh, uh, and we thank God for medical science, what he can do. Now, it's just to say, for example, when the gift of healing is operational, then we say, oh, the gift of healing is natural. No, it's not. There is a healing process that is natural where we can use medicine. Is that correct? Yes. And we believe in it. Praise God. Thank God for medical science. Lots of breakthrough. We give God the glory and praise for that. Lots of breakthrough. We thank God. But you cannot reduce the gift of healing to natural healing. No. They are two different things. Praise God. You can't reduce diverse kinds of tongues and say that it's not supernatural. 
That is speaking in languages that has never been learned naturally. And you begin to speak it. That's, that's diverse type, types of tongues. That's not natural. Is that clear? Praise God. So, don't forget again, word of K is supernatural revelation of certain facts in the mind of God. Some even have said that we don't need this kind of gift. We have the gift of knowledge. So why do we need the word of K? We have gift of knowledge. We are intelligent and so on and so forth. This is intellectual knowledge. Knowledge gained apart from the Holy Ghost and apart from the word of God. It's natural. But this is what we are talking about word of K is that it's only gained by the Holy Ghost. It can only happen to you by the Holy Spirit. It's the only Spirit that brings it forth. And it's a revelation of certain facts in the mind of God. Nobody could have ever known it if the Holy Spirit didn't give it to you. Praise God. This is not what 1 Corinthians 12, 8 says. It's talking about at all. Word of K is supernatural gift. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 8. For to one is given by the spirit of, of, to one is given the spirit of wisdom, to another is given what? The word of knowledge by the same spirit. Who gives it? Spirit. It's not natural knowledge. It's not knowledge that comes by natural means. By going to school, one plus one, two, two plus two. Mm. All those ones are natural knowledge. This one is given. There are facts in the mind of God. Given by the spirit of God. Is that clear? So first thing about word of K is that it's not natural knowledge. Number two, the word of knowledge is not profound knowledge of the Bible. Somebody, somebody knows the scriptures. Then you now say, oh, he's operating in word of knowledge. No, that's not word of K. Sometimes word of K is confused with the profound knowledge of the Bible. No, it's not. I mean, it's not the profound knowledge of the Bible. Certainly, it's important to know the Bible very well, but that's not word of knowledge. It is certainly true that God will help us understand his word. We make no light of that. The gift of word of knowledge can work in connection with even the Bible. However, the word of knowledge is not profound knowledge of scriptures. For example... God does reveal things in connection with his word that we didn't know. But profound knowledge of the scriptures comes by studying. Everybody says study. And that's how you know your Bible. You study. You study it. You read it. You meditate on it. You study it. You proclaim it. You pronounce it. You declare it. That's how you know the word. You, you, you mesmerize yourself with it. You stay around the atmosphere of it. Studying the scriptures. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show who? Yourself. Approved of God. Get God's approval. But the word of knowledge comes by supernatural revelation. Supernatural what? Revelation. It doesn't come by studying. Hello? Word of knowledge, listen to me, does not come by study. I'm not saying, that is no license not to study. 
you study. But what you get from studying is different. Studying will make yourself approved of God. Studying is good. You know about God. You know about the principles of God. You know about how things operate. What we are doing now is a form of study, Bible study. We are studying scriptures. But that's not how to, uh, word of knowledge operates. Word of knowledge operates by supernatural means. Not by natural means. Amen? Number three, the word of knowledge is not knowledge. The word of knowledge is not knowledge of God through close communion with him. There is a knowledge you gain, naturally speaking. Because you are in close proximity with God. That is, you fellowship with God. You know the principles of God. You know how God reacts to situations and circumstances. You have learned by reason of use. You have learned the ways of God. You have learned certain things about God. Because, yeah, you have been a veteran. You have been walking with him for some years. So you know some things. Some things will come to you naturally because of your close proximity with God. But that is not word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is still supernatural revelation. There's a typical Bible example that I can give you there. You remember Eli and uh, small boy Samuel. Praise the Lord. Don't forget that the difference from the difference in word of knowledge is always that it's a supernatural impartation of knowledge of certain facts that is in the mind of God. You remember that in the Old Testament there was a guy like I was saying, the boy Samuel, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, from verses 4 to 10. How many of you remember the story? The first time the boy Samuel was going to hear the voice of God. Praise God. Now, you, you know the story very well. He was hearing a voice. The voice was very familiar with the kind he was known to. He wouldn't have gone to Eli if he didn't feel that it was Eli that was calling him, right? So he went to Eli. Eli said, I didn't call. When the second time, he said, I didn't call. He went the third time. He now told him a secret. He said, oh, because he had perceived that this is the Lord trying to speak to this guy. Then he said, uh, do you know what? The next time you hear that voice, he says, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Now, did that, did that counsel come from word of knowledge? No. It's not word of knowledge. Where did it come from? Experience. God bless you. You have been walking with the Lord for a while. So there are some things that come as a result of experience that you have been walking with the Lord for a while. Amen? The same way you are familiar with some things. You know how your daddy behaves. Like if you want to know how I behave at home, you can call my daughter. He'll tell you. Yeah, daddy doesn't like this. Daddy doesn't like that. Daddy doesn't like you moving sluggish. When he calls you, you walk like a soldier. He, like, he, knows, he knows all that. Praise God. Now, why, how did she know all that one? Word of knowledge? No. It's not supernatural inspiration. It's about facts in the mind of God. No. This one is in the mind of man. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Because she has walked 
the same way with you, your family members, your husband, your best friends, you know how they behave because you have walked a while with them. Because Eli had been hearing the voice of God before. Now, in this instant, Eli did not hear God's voice. Who heard the voice? It was Samuel, was the boy. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Are you getting something today? Yeah, the, there's a knowledge you get by walking with God. We don't take that lightly too. We're not trying to knock that off. It's important. But still, uh, it's not the word of knowledge. Now, let's give some biblical examples of the word of knowledge. Biblical examples. I want you to see from God's word where the word of knowledge uh, happens, takes place. I want you to be familiar with it so that as you open yourself up, you will discover God too will begin to communicate. As you become sensitive in this phase of your life, you'll see that you can easily operate in word of knowledge because supernatural uh, impartation will be coming to you. That you know there's no way I would have known this. This had been in the mind of God, but... There's no way I could have known it. This is just God. Amen. Are you ready? So number one, the word of knowledge, the first example I want to give is the word of knowledge to John, to John the disciple. On the Isle of Patmos, John, in the spirit, on the Lord's day, Jesus appeared to him in a vision. Revelation chapter 1, verses 10 to 20. Can we shoot that on the screen? Revelation 1. Praise God. Revelations chapter 1, verses 1. Revelations chapter 1, verses 10 to 20. Okay, let's make it interesting. Uh, uh, somebody, a volunteer in this, uh, a volunteer in this column. We're going to read. It's a bit long, but uh, we can have fun together reading it. Okay, praise God. Uh, young man, who's going to be passing the microphone? Make sure you have swipes in your hand. And then we do it according to COVID rules. Praise God. Amen. Okay. Yeah, we don't have, yeah, very good. We'll give you another one to the, very good. All right, Revelations 1, 10 to 20. Go ahead. Go on. Okay. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the son of man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. 
His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, here you will learn something about how the word of knowledge will come. In this instance, the word of knowledge came in a vision. And it was revealed to John the conditions of the seven churches in Asia Minor, as recorded in the book of Revelation. Although there is a prophetic message for us today in this revelation, these seven churches actually existed at that time in Asia Minor. John was exiled on the island of Patmos. There was no way he could know the condition of the churches, seven of them at that time. He was in a place that he was exiled. And God was telling him the condition of the heart of each church. It went on to Revelations 2 and Revelations 3. I'm sure you are very familiar with all these things. If you have been coming for Sunday school, these are some of the things that you have studied over the years. Now, there was no way he could have known what was going on in the churches. He wasn't physically present, and he was in a, in a place where human beings don't live. But Jesus revealed what was going on to him spiritual condition. That's the word of knowledge in operation. That things you, you would never have known, but it's in the mind of God concerning a place, concerning people, it could concern a nation, it is word of knowledge. It's supernatural. Everybody says supernatural. There's no way in the natural you could have been armed with that information. And there are facts Amen. Let us look at another example, word of knowledge to Ananias. Ananias is another, uh, so that nobody says that, and I love this example in the scriptures, in Acts chapter 9, you can go to verse 10, Acts chapter 9, verse 10. So, because sometimes when we are talking about the gifts of the spirit, everybody switches off in a way that is for spiritual people. Gifts of the Spirit is for pastors and teachers and the fivefold ministry. And perhaps that is what has kept a lot of people away from engaging in these spiritual gifts, from operating in their lives. They don't know that God can use laymen. God can use lay people. He did not say the gifts of the Spirit are given to special men. It's given to how many people? 
all men that they may profit with all. As any, every, anybody that is available to be used of God, God will use the person. God will give the person supernatural revelation. He can be about your home. He can be about your family. He can be about your parents. Praise God. It can be about anybody. Of recent, now I don't I want to take it off me now. I'm not gonna because you say, well, you're a pastor, so why shouldn't he show you things? No, that's not it. The aim of this study is to encourage you to be used of God as well. That God can use anyone that is acceptable of God. God can use anybody that is ready to be used. I want you to say that after me. God can use everyone and anyone that is ready to be used of him. And that's me. Say it loud. That's me. I am ready to be used of God. This is this another gift of, I mean, this is word of K in operation again in Acts chapter 9. If you look at Acts chapter 9 verse 10, Acts chapter 9 verse 10. Can somebody in the middle column read that for us? Acts chapter 9 verse 10. Middle column, can I have a volunteer? Is Esther there? Esther reads very well. Happy birthday, Esther. Let's all say happy birthday to her. It's your birthday. Let's give you the honors to read. Praise God. Do you play golf? Do you play golf? No. Tell your husband to take you out on the golf course to teach you how to play golf. You would enjoy it. Amen? That's your birthday gift from me. The suggestion to go and play golf. <laughs> Praise God. And you have a lot of fun there. Amen? Amen? Acts 9 verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. He said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Now, let me tell you something about Ananias. This is word of knowledge in operation again. He came to a layman through a vision. Again, this is another way. It's a platform vision. Ananias wasn't an apostle. Ananias wasn't even a pastor. He wasn't an evangelist. He wasn't a teacher. He wasn't called to the fivefold ministry. He was just a layman, as lay as a man could be. Praise God. Don't tell me where I got that expression from. Or don't ask me rather. He was a disciple. He was just a member of the church at Damascus. A layman. As well, any lay person, any minister, anyone that has anything to do with God can manifest the word of knowledge or any gifts of the spirit for that matter. If you look at verses 11 and 12, let's, let's go on, verse 11 and 12. Sister Esther, can you? Oh, that was taking the microphone. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, yeah. and go into the streets which is called Straight, okay. and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, mm -hmm. for behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. See that? Very specific. That's word of knowledge. Facts in the mind of God is being revealed in a city Two different people. Facts in the mind of God 
is being revealed to somebody about somebody else. And look at it. It didn't come to the disciples. It didn't come to the apostles. It didn't come to the so-called strong in the city. It came to just a member of the church. If it was today's church, they would persecute him. He went to lay hands. Who gave him permission? Under whose covering? Praise God. See? In a vision, he came to him, told and that doesn't mean you now start laying hands all over the place. <laughs> Let me balance it up. Praise God. God told Ananias what to do. In a vision, he told him what to do. He said, arise, go into a street called Straight. He even gave him the name of the street. He says, there's a fellow there. Ananias could not have known in the natural a certain house that somebody was praying. That a man called Saul was praying. That Saul had a vision in which he had seen a man called Ananias. His very name was given to him in that word of knowledge. That he has seen a vision. The man you are going to meet also has seen a vision. He knows you by name. That a man called Ananias is coming and is going to put his hands on him that he might receive his sight. You know, it will still be written concerning Apostle Paul. You know, this one was after he had that encounter in Acts chapter 9, after the Lord met with him on the road. You remember? And he said, who art thou, Lord, and what would you have me do? And when the Lord appeared to him, of course, because of the brightness of the light, he was, he was blind for a season, and uh, now he couldn't see. And God had to, and he was praying, and God had to raise somebody like Ananias and told him by word of knowledge. Everybody say word of knowledge. These are facts. He had prayed, and he had been revealed to this guy that a guy called Ananias is coming. He's going to lay hands on you, and you will receive your sight. He could not have known all these things except by supernatural revelation. Do you agree with me? How could he have known? How could he have known? He knew it by the word of knowledge. Of course, God knew everyone praying. Everywhere, in every place. But listen to this. He did not give Ananias the knowledge of everyone that was praying. Do you know many people were praying in the city that day? Excuse me. Do you know everybody was, many people were praying in the city that day? Do you know God knows about everybody praying in the city that day? Because it's the all-knowing all God. But did he tell everybody that was praying in the city that day to Ananias? No, he didn't tell. He only told him how many people that were praying. He only told him about one. And that's the one that concerned him. Praise God. So he just gave Ananias knowledge about one who was praying, and that's Saul of Tarsus. He even gave him his name. That was a supernatural revelation of a certain fact in the mind of God. It was the word of knowledge which came to Ananias in a vision. Praise God. I said, praise God. So you see how it operates. If you will give yourself, in the part two of it, I'm going to teach and train how to 
release yourself to word of knowledge. You don't go seeking for it, but there is a spiritual place you can be that God will use you from time to time and give you words of knowledge. Amen. Amen. It could be about your relative. It could be about your friend. It could be about your city. It could be about your neighborhood. Perhaps there's a demon hanging around your subdivision responsible for miscarriages. And God can give you a word of knowledge. Saying, look, there's a principality, there's a demon here. And if you open your ears very well, you just find out that, oh, this person lost the baby, that person lost the baby, that what is going on in my neighborhood? Amen? And God gives you a word of knowledge that go and arrest that situation. Amen? It could happen. Now, it could be about people, not principalities and powers. Now, it could be about people. Praise God. Because there was somebody who had a word of knowledge like that. Do you remember? He prayed and his prayer was delayed until God showed him that the day he prayed, God had answered. But Prince of Persia showed up and delayed. You see, that's word of knowledge there, right there. Revealing to him what happened in the spirit realm. So it, there could be a revelation of what happens in the spirit realm, but that's not all. It can be the physical realm. It could be to your own people. It could be, uh, there are several times I've been here, there will be a word of knowledge. Exactly what is happening to my mother. Exactly. And I'll call. I'll say, this, so, 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 thing happens. Don't worry. It's taken care of. Praise God. And it's good. It's great. Mistakes, errors will be abated when word of knowledge is in place. Solutions will be on time. Amen? Amen? Now, it's not every time. And that is why we are not God. It's not every time. But there's nothing wrong in being used from time to time. What did I say? Nothing wrong with being used from what? From time to time. And being available. Praise God. So, there was another man called Peter. Another man called Peter. Word of knowledge again. It's all over the New Testament. I love it. In the part two, I will show you some in the Old Testament of how word of knowledge is there. There will be revelation in the, in the, about facts in the mind of God to you. I'll share with you next week the purpose. Why God does that? We should know. Are you gaining something? Are you glad you are in a church like this, understanding deep things? All right. Acts chapter 10, from verses 9 to 19. Acts chapter 10, from 9 to 19. Let's come to the last column here and get a fast reader because our time is fast spent. need you to clean those microphones. Don't budge him. Yes, who is the volunteer for us? Okay, somebody right behind you there. 
Acts 10, 9 to 19. Yes, ma'am. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they were, while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, uh, descending to him and led down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, rise, 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 Peter, kill and eat. <laughs> but Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eat, eaten anything common or unclean. And the voice spoke to him again the second time, what God has cleansed you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. Now, while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Praise the Lord. How would Peter have ever known that three men were looking for him? They were already at the gate. How would he have ever known that? How would he have ever known that? In the natural, there was no way. It had to be a revelation of a fact that's already in the mind of God. You see this story here? Peter was in Joppa. Uh, he was waiting for food to be ready. So you can also receive revelation, even when you are hungry. It's not only anger that can be the portion. You can also receive, amen? That's a word for somebody that is impatient when food is, uh, when food is cooking. So wives, I just gave you an ammunition that uh, when your husband is stamping the the floor, that uh, food is not ready on time. Say, go and see a trance or go and see revelation. Praise God. Hallelujah. And if it's vice versa, if it's your husband cooking and the wife is impatient, praise God. <laughs> Very rare, but it happens. Amen. Praise God. I learned some husbands are better cooks. Is that true? Yes. Praise God. Look at the guy clapping at the back. He's a bachelor and he's clapping. And he's clapping. <laughs> Praise God. Of course, my wife is a better cook in my own house. Amen. But I cook too. But just be ready for burnt offerings and all this. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Peter here received a supernatural revelation of the word of knowledge. Behold, he had three men seek thee. He did not know three men were seeking for him. He had fallen into a trance and had seen a vision of a sheet descending from out of heaven. And while Peter was thinking about what the vision meant, 
the Holy Spirit told him that three men were seeking him. The men were already standing by the gate. There was no way he could have known. Peter had not seen these men. He had no way of knowing that they were there except by the Holy Spirit of God. Again, this is a manifestation of the word of God. I can go on and on. I have about three examples here that I would have given, but in the preview of time, I think we'll push that to next week so that we can encourage ourselves. In the part two, I will talk more about the manifestations of the word of knowledge, uh, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Let us appreciate Jesus Christ today. I'm sure you have you are building up more knowledge in the area of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. We have nine of them to go through. We are in the second one now. We finished discernment of spirit. How many people gained something when we were learning about the discerning of spirit? It's very important in these last days because the last days is full of many interesting things. Uh, spirits that want to deceive many are out there. One of the things we said that we should be careful of is, is not every supernatural manifestation that is of God. Okay, you know, and we went through the scriptures, we talked about, uh, uh, okay, let me do it this way, rather than summarize it for you, let me make you go over your own notes and uh, tell me, let me ask certain questions and then uh, you can, you are free to give me the answers. Okay. Uh, last week, we learned about discernment of spirit. Let's make it simple. Tell me one thing that you learned last week that was outstanding for you. Outstanding for you. How many of you were around last week? Let me see your hands. You were around last week. Ah, I put up your hands. This is the house of God. Are you... <laughs> Praise God. All of a sudden, people didn't come. <laughs> Praise God. All right. So, yes, one thing that was outstanding. Let's go quickly. One thing that was outstanding for you last week. Yes, young lady. I learned that uh, discernment of spirit is about seeing and hearing of God's word. Mm. It's about seeing and hearing. You got seeing and hearing, right? But uh, I don't know where you, you mumbled the other ones. Yeah, let's appreciate us. You got something there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, one thing last week. That you really, really, that was outstanding for you. I'm sure it's not that you have forgotten about it. Oh, yes, sir. Brother Sebastian. Yeah, you learned that. Uh... Smile very well so they can see you from Cameroon. <laughs> they are watching right now. Praise God. Praise God. That's our ambassador to Cameroon. There's yes. peace in Cameroon. In 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, go on. Yeah, we learned that uh, supernatural, that supernatural manifestations come from different sources. Yes, it comes from different sources. God bless you. It comes from different sources. Then how will we know the one that is of God? Because it's difficult to, because the, the manifestation is almost the same. Like, look at the young lady that was following uh, Paul around and saying, look, these people were servants of the Most High. They've come to show us the way of salvation, which is true. That's what they actually came to do. And they were producing facts. They were producing the so-called truth. Amen. So how do we know? My sister is putting up her hands there. Smile so they can see you in Zimbabwe. They are watching <laughs> from Zimbabwe too. Uh, it must not contra contradict the word of God. It will not contradict the word of God. So which word of God? Which word of God? Praise God. Which word of God? Because I want us to get to the bottom of Because this is a practical thing that is happening today. Because people, magicians are rising up now. They are saying they are doing miracles. And how would you be able to quickly discern? Because I mentioned that last week. That how, how would we... Again? Inward witness is one of it. Inward witness, praise God. Let's appreciate that. Clap for her. Inward witness. Uh, when you have that nudge in your spirit, that uh, something is not agreeing with your spirit. That is one. What other thing? What other thing? Inward witness is one. I mentioned something else. Bringing it down. Okay. It's when their lifestyle must be consistent with scriptures. Okay? Their lifestyle must be what? Consistent with scripture. For example, the lady who was uh, the, the lady who was following Peter and Paul around and uh, saying that these are men who have come to uh, show us the way of salvation. After she had given her prophet line, what was she doing after? She was still going to the goddess to worship. Do you understand? So, the one that is saying Jesus is Lord cannot be saying Jesus is our cause. Do you understand? By their lifestyle. So, the lifestyle, once the lifestyle is not consistent, with the world. I give you a word of knowledge. I'm still burning several candles overnight. Amen? Now, where are, is it seven candlesticks we just read in Revelation? That, that is, do you understand? Praise God. It's not consistent. That is not the spirit of God. That's a familiar spirit. That's the spirit of God. Well, that's not what we, but we'll still be referring to because at the end of the day, your spiritual senses must be sharp. You can't go through all these nagis of the spirit and you'll be at the level of a baby Christian when it comes to discernment. 
No, you can't. Praise God. And I know they are getting more. It's just like in the days of Paul, how it had to take Paul about 40, 72 hours to find out that this lady is not of God. Amen? It's, it's almost like that right now in these last days. That every acrobat will be right. The Christianist may be right. The lingo may be right. Every other thing may look like it. But deep down, you know now. And it's, it's just a matter of time. It will be revealing to all. And just like what Paul did, he cast that spirit out. And that landed him in trouble. Because the people making money of it. You see the lifestyle that I'm talking about? What's the lifestyle? They were making uh, merchandising. Uh, it's not the spirit of God. It's not consistent with God, what God would do. Okay, today, let's quickly. Any questions about today, first of all? Questions? Questions, questions, going, going. Okay, doctor, who else? Esther. Uh, one more, one more, one more, so that we can lock it up. Okay, let's go. Thank you very much, sir, for such profound teaching. Uh, but the, the, the question I want to ask is, is there a difference between uh, word of knowledge and prophecy? Word of knowledge and prophecy. Yes, there's a difference between word of knowledge and prophecy. There is. Prophecy is futuristic. It talks about, it can give hints about the now, but it's more pointing to the future. Whereas, word of knowledge is talking about facts now. Thank you, sir. Praise God. When we get to prophecy, we will expound it. Then we'll begin to see the thin lines dividing all of them. There's still one very close to word of knowledge. It's word of wisdom. Okay, very good. That's the one next after word of knowledge. Revelatory gifts. Okay. But very good question. Please put your hands together for that. Thank you, Pastor. So my question Joy is... Joy has a question. Ah, yeah, you have. If you don't have a question, may I have a question? Which one do you want? <laughs> okay. All right, Joy. So with word of knowledge, I know like sometimes people say you have to be careful about who gives you a word about yourself. So... Should you, like if a random pastor were to come here now, is it possible for God to give him a word for you? Or could people who do not know you personally get a word for you? Or does it have to be somebody that you already have a relationship with? Or like your own pastor? Very good. Clap for her, that question she asked. Because sometimes Christians have been too gullible. They just expose their spirit to anybody. Yes, as a rule of the thumb, Make sure that the person you are opening up your spirit to is somebody you trust. Now, it doesn't mean that God cannot use people that you are not related to. But even when God is going to use people you are not related to, 
make sure. The Bible says test how many spirits? No, you can't test some spirits. How many spirits? All spirits. Now, I have given you that personal promise that for somebody to step on this pulpit, I've tested his spirit. Do you understand? That's my own responsibility. Now, if that doesn't still mean, like if I go to churches, I'm going to preach there, I have a word, I must, I'm under authority. You collect permission. Watch your pastor first. If your pastor says okay, then, aha, uh -huh, you can open. Praise God. But some, you want to run behind. And you don't know there are different things that happen that permits a person to come. If he's under one permission, for example, he's to come and teach on a subject and that subject alone. I didn't ask him to come and prophesy. I didn't ask him to come and do anything because I've not tested the spirit in that place. And you, you are so good. You want to go. Whatever you see, you have seen it. Praise God. So that's why I said you asked a very good question because people have, have gotten into trouble because um, I don't know whether I should. Let's, let's close the service then I can say one or two things about just to hit it home so that you understand these things very well. It's very important. You are in the last days. Different spirits fly. Amen? And uh, it's your own responsibility to protect your. Even though I'm the kind of person, I have the liberty of the Spirit. I'm sure you've seen that. I like the flow of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost is flowing, just allow it. But we do it <laughs> with precision. Amen? Yeah, we are in the end times. Praise God. Okay. After saying all that, I will still I, I will say something after, but that's after the cameras are down. And uh, can we, have we been blessed today? All right, let's put our hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you for your children. What a wonderful teaching. Thank you for those in the nations of the world. I'm glad that they are receiving the engrafted word also. And those who are in our local content, King of glory, we just thank you for revealing yourself once again to us. Thank you for the depth of knowledge you have given to us. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that this gift of the Spirit becomes operational in their lives in the name of Jesus. As they open up to the things of God, Lord, use them. Use them for your glory. You taught us today that Ananias was not even called to ministry, not anointed, but you used him even to lay hands on the one of the most heavily anointed men that ever walked the surface of this earth. He was a layman. King of glory, I'm trusting you that every member of this church, the least of them will be higher than Ananias. In the name of Jesus, use them mightily for your glory. In the name of Jesus, let the gifts of the Holy Ghost be a common phenomenon in this church. Let your people press in to be used of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. 
and the people of God said, Amen. Come on, join me welcoming Deacon Jonathan. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.